Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I'm Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. And in this episode, we have a story to tell. It's it's a pretty terrible story in a lot of ways. But uh, before we get to that, Jennifer, how's your mom? I have a doozy of a story to share with you. I know what's coming. You do know what's coming. I I have a doozy of a story to share with all of y'all out there. Recently, there was some severe weather in our area, like really severe. Local news stations had broken in and were reporting all day long about tornado warnings. There were funnel clouds sighted. I think nothing had actually touched down yet, but I mean, it was legit severe concern that tornadoes were going to form and potentially touch down. And and they were coming, basically, they were coming across our metro area, and it was a series of them all coming right at us. Straight line, straight line through where we live. So as you know, Steve, you and I were were watching and we're we're really starting to pay closer attention. And for everyone out there, I am a weather enthusiast. Mm, I am are. a weather. I'm a weather nerd. One might say. Yes. I get really excited about se- severe weather. We used to joke about needing to have a green screen in the living oh my room gosh. so that you could that give weather reports so because everyone on our neighborhood Facebook page and Seriously. everyone who's connected to you on Facebook actually they wait. I have coworkers who wait to hear yes. your weather report. Yes. And I'm not qualified to do that at all. But anyway, please continue. So we digress. So we're watching. We're getting a little bit more concerned. We're checking with our daughter who lives, you know, in the city fairly close by, making sure that she understands fully where she might need to go if she needs to, you know, seek interior shelter. Of course, I call my mom because I want to check and make sure she's okay. First time, she doesn't pick up the phone. Second time, she picks up the phone. And I could tell right away it sounded a little bit different in the background. Mom, what are you doing? Oh, I'm standing outside on the front porch. Oh, my God. You're what? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I'm standing out. What? And I didn't even let her fit. Like, what are you doing? You need to get inside right now. Well, I was just checking to see if any funnel clouds were oh. forming. Oh, oh my God. Oh. You, like, you can't make this stuff no, up. You can't. You cannot you make this can't. stuff up. No. I, I, you know, so, of course, she quickly. Then I'm concerned, though. That she's going to trip on the way inside. she's going to trip on the way inside because I have clearly, <laughs> like, instilled as much fear as God in her. Scurry. Right? I yeah. instilled fear in her, as I meant to do. Um, but anyway, she got inside, <laughs> called me back a couple minutes later. She was chuckling about it. I was trying to chuckle about it. I don't think I thought it was funny just yet. Actually, what I said to her was, I said, you're lucky. I am not going to tell my brother what you just did. <laughs> going back to how you sometimes feel like you're parenting your parent. Of course, in typical Goggy fashion, though, as I find out later, she she always just fesses up. So I was not I happened to be going out with my brother later that night, and I really was not going to say anything to him. But he mentioned to me that she had spilled the beans about her own ridiculous and reckless actions. Reckless. Yeah. So, of course, I'm laughing about it now because nothing happened. But I am just picturing her standing on her stoop being carried away, being carried away. Clicking her heels three times trying to get back home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve, how's your mom? Um, I actually have a request for help from everyone who might be listening. And uh, if, you, if you have some thoughts on on how to handle this, I don't know if it's something that I can handle or needs to be handled. But, you know, maybe some people have some ideas. I have noticed over the last handful of weeks, my mother has been having, I guess, what must be extremely vivid dreams. And I do know she's on a lot of medications that can cause this. 
but she is having trouble recognizing that they are dreams and therefore not reality. Uh, I can list off a few of them if we would like. One of them, she was telling me that she was taking a nap and that uh, a dog was in bed with her. And I said, oh, you were taking a nap during the day? Oh, no, this is at night while I was sleeping. Okay. So what I always do is say, okay, mom, I think that was a dream. She told me just the other day she and uh, Mr. Smith were out looking at the house. I said, what house? Oh, the house that we own. Mom, you don't own a house. There was another one where she said she was recently in an apartment at her assisted living that was the reverse of hers but had the same furniture. There was another one. This is the last one. There's another one where she said she went out with uh, with someone and went and ran errands in their car. And I said, who, who was it? Oh, I don't know. We just got in their car. And these are all dreams, clearly. Clearly, because we've mentioned your mom is not mobile. Yeah, she, she can't just get up and walk. Yeah. I mean, she can get into a car with a little bit of effort. It can be done. Uh, but but with people who know what they're doing. Yes, exactly. Not, yeah, which is yeah. to say me or, or a CNA from there, but from the assisted living. But so this is an issue we're having. And she gets a little frustrated when I tell her, mom, that was a dream. That wasn't real. That was a dream. If anybody has any thoughts, if there's anything, I mean, really, I don't know that there's anything that can be done about this or maybe how I could handle it better other than just saying that was a dream. That wasn't real. Or just tossing this out. It could just be go with the flow. Oh, oh, that's interesting. And just kind of go with the flow. I don't think I want to do that. I think I I, want to kind of anchor her in reality a little okay, bit. Okay, that, no, that's, that's real, what I'm thinking. That is a fair point. With the exception of, could we just say, recently she has been talking about wanting to have her apartment walls painted. She's been a little bit obsessed about it. Yes. And then after mentioning that to you several times, she then mentioned, hey, did you notice my apartment walls have yeah, been painted? Yeah, that was, that was another one. So She's, you come home to tell me, though. Yeah, that was a mistake. I should have just gone along with that one. I yeah. That's what I said to you. I'm like, just just let her believe that the apartment walls... What right. harm is there in that? Just there let her believe none. the apartment walls have been painted. And then, actually, I, that, I don't mean to sound terrible, but like then you don't have to right. hear about right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, that was another yeah. one. So anyone who ha- might have a, a thought on how to handle this better than what I'm handling it, you can contact... I will have all the contact information right at the end of the episode. It's, of course, always in the show notes as well. Shoot us a note and you know give me some advice. I would love... To hear it. I think you're handling things great. I'm doing the best I can. Thank yeah. you very much. You're welcome. So this episode, it's um, it's the whole episode is one story, but there are a lot of lessons to be told from this story. Uh, we struggled on where to put this episode in this series or whether to even talk about it at all, really. Uh, but it is really important because we learned a lot from this one incident and the word incident is going to come back. But uh, so this, like I said, entire episode, one story, stick around until the end, because I think there's five or even six lessons to be learned on this one thing. A lot. So it all started in the fall of 2020. So uh, at this point, my mother was fairly independent. You know, we're in the middle of the pandemic. So we brought her groceries. I brought her casseroles that Jennifer lovingly cooked. Um, and, And my mother considers Jennifer to be an excellent cook. She does. Uh, I love that about her. Yes. Uh, my mother was still walking around with a cane. She could drive herself around. She was fairly independent, but I was kind of doing stuff to take care of her uh, because of the pandemic to keep her inside. Right. 
So we had decided to go out of town with friends to celebrate Steve's 50th birthday, our 25th wedding anniversary, and their 25th wedding anniversary. We had uh, this awesome Riverside Resort picked out, which was perfect for that time in the world when it was um, important not to be crammed up inside with a whole bunch of people. Everything that happened there was outside. It was all outside, all outdoor activities. Now, we've mentioned about when Steve's mother has had issues that led her to being in a wheelchair. Those have all started while we were on vacation. It's true. Just like this time. In fact, I think this was pretty much the beginning of those times. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for a while after this, we really were afraid to leave we town. Were, we were seriously allowed, afraid to leave town. So, we were out of town from Friday until Monday. And I decided to wait until Tuesday to call my mom. So we could take care of things like laundry, make sure the teenager we left at home didn't burn the house down, do all the other stuff that you have to do after vacation. And I wasn't wasn't really worried because my mother had recently acquired one of those emergency buttons uh, that call for an ambulance if, they, if you press them. You know, Jennifer, I've fallen and I can't get up. Yes. It. Okay. It's quick aside. Don't mean to laugh about it, but for all of you 80s kids out there, all of you Gen Xers, you remember those commercials, right? I've fallen and I can't get up. How could you forget them? Because oh they were God. so horribly and they were produced. Late in the evening when we were the only ones awake. Oh my God. Right. We, we were the only yeah, ones. Our parents were asleep. It. That's true. Yep. Um, but they were awful, awful commercials. Don't mean to laugh about it, except that I do remember, I can remember it being like a big joke. Everyone walked around laughing and making fun of it like, was. I've fallen I've fall- and I can't get exactly. up. Exactly. Anybody tripped, I've fallen and I can't, that was the joke. Yep. Right? Um, and it was super funny back then, except that. It's not funny now. It's not funny now. No, no. Definitely not funny so now. So the, the fact that she had one of those buttons is something that you should keep in the back of your head while we're telling this story. So on Tuesday morning, before I'd had a chance to call my mom, uh, I received a call from her neighbor and her best friend from her neighborhood. She said she'd been trying to call my mom all weekend. Nobody answered. She said that when she talked to her on Thursday, she seemed a little off. Um, she said she was currently at my mother's house. Uh, she knocked on the door. Nobody answered. Uh, she looked in the garage. The, the car was in the driveway. The door was locked. All the lights were turned off. So we should pause here for a moment, right? Because if a friend of your parent, your loved one notices that they're acting a little off, we hope that they do more about it than sort of mm-hmm. like shrug their shoulders. It, because he, here's what the little bit off was. It was late August, maybe early September when we took this trip. It was really warm out. I remember that. And what we find out later from your mom's friend is that your mom had been filling out Christmas cards. Yes. Or at least was talking about doing it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, late August, or I know, I know there are people out there who get their stuff together early sure. for That's Christmas, not my mother. but not really your mom. No. And that definitely seemed that that was more than just a little bit off. Yeah. But that's but, true. But we digress. But we digress. So, um, this friend of my mother uh, wanted to know if she should call the fire department. Uh, she couldn't find the spare key that my mother kept hidden in a very, very secret place. Um, and, but I, I said, don't call the fire department. I'll be there in 20 minutes. And Jennifer and I raced out the door. So Steve is a bit of a pessimist. Yes. We, we, I think we may have mentioned it's this It's been before, established, I think. Not, yes. yes. Um, it's been established just by nature. 
But frankly, it really it was hard to be optimistic about what was going on here as we were driving to her house. You know, Steve kept saying over and over and over, he just could not see how it ended well. I was quiet, but was definitely thinking the same thing. And we were trying to call her multiple times as we were headed over there and no one was answering. So it was it definitely felt doom and gloom for sure. Right. And I mean, with the car in the driveway or the car in the garage, rather, and all the lights off. I mean, she wasn't going far. She yes, she could walk, but she couldn't walk far. So it just didn't look good. We, We got to the house finally and we let ourselves in. And very quickly, we found my mother sitting on the floor out in the hall outside of her bedroom. Yeah, let me just say, I, I have to share this. It literally was is one of the most vivid memories I have. So Steve, y'all out there, don't you can't see us, but Steve is six foot three and I'm five two. So Steve's a lot taller than I am. And I remember following you into your mom's house, in through the front door, a little bit around to the left and to the right, you know, toward her bedroom. And all I could hear, I could see you, I couldn't see anything else. And all I could hear was you saying, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I I mean, I thought for sure. I thought for sure that your mom was gone had been to see. Yeah. And well, and I thought she was too. So we were all wearing masks, of course, because of the pandemic. And it was really mostly because of her friend and her another one of her friends came in and they were they were pretty serious about it. That's great. That's great. And I mean, normally when I was around my mom at that point in time, I could take my mask off if I was, you know, a little ways away. But so I was wearing a mask and I kneeled down to my mom thinking that she was deceased and she turns her head all glassy eyed and she screamed. Yeah. Oh, it was, Um, I I remember what that sounded like. It was awful. It was awful because she didn't, it was a masked man coming after her basically. Uh, So I ripped my mask off. And, and she started to recognize me. I screamed for you, Jennifer, to call 911. So I'm calling 911. You're trying to keep your mom calm. It was, it, you know, in short, it was a, it was a horrifying was hor- And she discovery. just kept, and she kept saying to me over and over again, don't send me to the loony bin. That's her thing. Don't send me to the loony bin. I've heard this before when she's been a little off or please don't let them send me to the loony bin. So the EMTs came, they got her took her off to the hospital, um, and we found out she had a very bad urinary tract infection, which had caused the confusion that her friend had mentioned about not knowing what time of year it was. Uh, It also caused her to slide to the floor and thankfully really caused her to not remember a lot of what had happened. And we're about to tell you what had happened. Right. That was the bright side for sure was that she she didn't have she did not have a lot of a lot of memory of it. Um, but do we talk about this maybe later or should we just say this now that, um, I can remember after the fact when we were telling people, yes, Steve's mom had a, had a UTI urinary tract infection. But, oh yeah. In, in older women that a hundred percent causes I, confusion. I'm fairly certain we've mentioned this already and we're going to mention it today in this episode and we're going to mention it again because it is oh so important. That's one of the lessons from this whole thing, but let's get to what actually happened. So we got her to the hospital. She's in the ER. Uh, she's getting some fluids, and they're doing some tests on her. She started to become a little more coherent. We started to piece together what had happened. It was actually with with the help of her friend who was, you know, she, we were, it was like a detective story, it figuring was, out what it had happened. It actually was. It really kind of yeah, was. Yeah. So between what little she remembered and there were clues, like 
newspapers that had been left on her front step so we could tell what newspaper she had picked up and what newspaper she had not. So we had kind of an idea of, of how long had this had been going on. We determined that she had slid to the floor Saturday evening and couldn't get up. Now, remember, we were if gone. not even earlier, but. Sometime yeah. during the day on Saturday. Yeah. Remember, we were gone from Friday to Monday, and this was now Tuesday. So that means she had been crawling around on the floor. She couldn't get back up. She'd been crawling around on the floor for two and a half days. And couldn't find a way to stand up or get help. Maybe this is a good time to mention this too, because we know this is something my mom is really good about. My mom is really good about daily exercises, mm. simple things, very simple things. Your mother is much better about it than my mother she ever has. Is and for your elderly loved ones, just remind them that keeping up the strength in their body is so important. I'm not saying that a hundred percent would have, it, it clearly wouldn't have stopped all of this, but I do also think like I, your mom had no strength. She, she didn't have a lot of strength. No, she really didn't. She and, really did. Like I said, she was still walking at that point, really walking with just a cane and she got around. Okay. Right. Just okay. But science tells us muscle mass breaks sure, down, sure. bone I mean, density was, breaks down, all of those things. She was 80 at this point, I believe, yeah. is what we're talking yeah. about. But yeah. so the kind of, I don't know if you'd say spooky, but kind of interesting point is she did mention at one point, one of the things she remembered was that she was on the floor and someone was sitting on the bed telling her to use the sheets to pull herself up, use the sheets to pull yourself up. And I said, who was that? She said, I'm not sure. And I said, do you think it was dad? She said, yeah, I think it was. And that's, it's given me chills right now just to tell that story. Because your dad has been passed my dad, away. My father passed away in 2001, yeah. early 2001. More than 20 years. So, I mean, it's possibly he was just trying to help, but she still wasn't strong enough. Yep. So here's what's amazing. I mean, after two and a half days, no food, no water, crawling around on her knees on the bedroom floor trying to figure out what to do uh they got some fluids in her and they gave her some antibiotics for the uti and she was believe it or not more or less back to normal at least mentally yep it's it's insane she I, we've said it before she is a hardy woman from eastern european stock and you don't mess with them i've definitely um, i've noticed like your whole side of the family I, you know i noticed that I've noticed it in a lot of different ways over all the years that we've been married and being at different family functions. It's true. There is something to be said for that. Yeah. They're hardy. Yeah. Oh, hardy people. Oh, her, her, her mother, I swear to God. I mean, they were about the same size. We're talking women who are like 5'4". I mean, she probably could have just ripped a tree right but out of stock. its roots. She yes. was strong. Yes. So again, my mother's stronger than she looks. She did have some very scraped up knees from crawling around the floor. So she's in the hospital for about three days, spent another week after that in uh, rehab to get some physical therapy and stuff like that. But she she came out of it. She never fully recovered her strength. And that's something that we, you know, everybody knows this, I think. With an older person, they end up in the hospital. Yeah, my mom, she had some surgery back in 2021. And, you know, we certainly saw a decline in her strength after that. I mean, it, it's just happened. It, it just happens. And then, you know, your mom had back surgery a month or two, you know, after that, again, this is a couple of years ago, but, um, with every, with every little thing that happens, they lose a little tiny bit more, uh, of that, which goes back to please encourage your loved one to, to, if they can be active, 
by all means be active. Mm -hmm. But even if they can't, like I think about my mom and then she, she's got a little piece of paper from the physical therapist that's posted up on her kitchen cabinet. And she goes in the kitchen every day and she does her exercises, her well, leg she, raises. Didn't she her, set her up on her little iPad mini that she's got with the chair exercises? Well, we, mm, we tried that in the beginning of the pandemic. We're going to do a whole episode about technology and yes, elderly people. Sure. It, it, it worked for a brief period of time and we thought it was brilliant. But yeah. I thought it was, it didn't, yeah, it didn't take, it didn't last. It didn't long. take. No, okay. No. Cause then she lost track of where it was. Oh on, my on the YouTubes yeah, on the, and she on the tubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going forward, we will refer to this as the incident. And then it's funny because that's the only thing my mother would call it. She did not want to speak about it. I don't blame her. I mean, I know she didn't remember much or, or all of it, but she but knew it was bad. She knew it was bad. So it is now just referred to as the incident. And it really is an example of, of whatever can go wrong will go wrong. There were so many things in place that we had to keep her safe, and they all failed at the same time. So this is a good time to to mention we we did we did have what we thought were a lot of systems in place, sure. but it just isn't that simple. It isn't mm -hmm. that simple. There mm -hmm. are still additional things that you need to think about, even with these you know, quote unquote systems that you put in place. So here's we're going to get where we're going to get to the lessons from and this there story. There are a lot of them. There's so a, many. There are a lot of them. Remember, we mentioned that Steve's mother had an emergency. She button. did. She did. She did. So we where asked was it, her. Jennifer? We asked her where it was when she slid to the floor. She couldn't remember, but we later found it. It was coiled neatly. Mm -hmm. It was neatly. Neatly. On a side table. Wait for it. In the living room. In the living room. Where she could not get to she it. Couldn't, she couldn't crawl that far. She did not have it. It was supposed to be around her neck. Yes. She didn't have it there. Nope. She had it in the living room. That's not where the incident occurred. And I'll tell you, this incident did not kill her, but when I realized where that button was, I wanted to kill her myself. Yeah, we... That was a... Oh, my. Mm, that was one of those... Yeah, frustrating days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we're we're a big fan of these buttons. We are. We're really big. I mean, particularly if you have, uh, if your loved one, your parent, your your mother, father, whatever, if they live alone, they really, I feel like, have to have something like this. I mean, they may say, "Oh, I've got a phone. I've got a phone." You, you, you put your phone down, you walk away sometimes, and then that's when you fall. Right. So, I mean, if it's around your neck, or they have ones that are like a uh, almost like a watch around your wrist or whatever. They're so important. But you have to have them. You actually have to have them on you. Yes. Yes. You have to, <laughs> to have them within arm's reach <laughs> yes. for it to work. And I, I will say, I threatened after this to staple that button to my mother's forehead. Um, she wasn't amused yeah. by this thought, but I feel like she got the point. Because okay. after that, she made a point of telling me, oh, my button's right here next to me. Oh, my button's right. Oh, it's hanging from my rollator. It's it's my around my. She got it. She got it at that point. So you mentioned there are multiple options for this. You can have the one that's on your wrist or the one that's around your neck. So we, of course, a few years ago, my brother and I pretty much told my mom that she had to have one of these. She had to have something. And here's what works with my mom. By the way, this is a tip for any of you out there who may have a parent like this. My mom constantly says to us, I don't want to be a burden to you guys. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a burden to you guys. So what my brother and I often do is turn it back around and we say, <laughs> well, if you don't want to be a burden, you will do this for us because here's what's oh going to give us peace of mind. And 
really most of the time that works. Yes. It worked with this, but what I'll say for my mom was, I think she had the one that went around her neck first. She didn't like that. So we sent it back. Then she got the one that was supposed to go on her wrist. She liked that one even less. So then we went back to the one around her neck and that has been working for us. And she's actually had to use it a couple of times. She did. In fact, the very first time she had to use it, and this is exactly why it worked perfectly. I was out of town for work, like three and a half hours away out of town for work. Um, And the way we had the sort of the call tree set up, it was supposed to come to my cell phone first and then our house line. And then my, brother's line and the reason my brother's line was third on the list was at that time he was living back and forth between two different states right he wasn't close he wasn't close or he was close sometimes but not close all of the time thankfully the call tree worked perfectly because i remember waking up in the hotel room three and a half hours away and this was also where i learned i need to keep my cell phone on at all times i had had it on vibrate I saw that I had these missed calls. Then I panic. I call you, Steve. And then you, Steve, had gotten the home call. I did. Yes. So that you sprung into action to do what you needed to do. And then in the meantime, also contacted my brother. And, um, you know, he was able to meet you at the hospital. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was she, in town. Yeah, she had. I mean, you remember the, the what happened with her. She was in the bathroom, slipped and whacked her face on the pretty uh, good i mean yeah, she had a pretty shiner, good. big shiner she did she yeah. did but when that's when the phone call came off in the middle it was early in the morning i want to say like five o'clock in the morning or something of course i'm asleep we have a king-size bed i leapt across the bed to get to that <laughs> phone i mean i wish i, I kind of wish there might have been a camera on me because i imagine it was rather you don't funny. move like that in normal i life. do not move like a panther <laughs> <laughs> no but anyway so the point is This happened, this incident happened. Thankfully, it was nothing too super serious. But what I will say is it was a light bulb moment for Goggy in that she realized it worked exactly the way it needed to work. It did. She clearly was scared. She she was scared. She had fallen and she couldn't Couldn't get get up. up. (laughs) She had fallen. She couldn't get up. And thank God she had that button around Mm -hmm. her neck. And let me tell you what, she didn't go anywhere without it now. Right. And even um, it's not waterproof. So she even has a little we have a little command hook there you go. next to the shower. Right. She slips it off, hangs it on the hook, takes her shower. But it's also right there. Like if she were to even slip in right. the shower, it's it's. Is it low enough where she could reach you it know, if she was? That's a good I, this point. Is As, gonna, this is I one know. of the other lessons that we're going to get to. We are. And it's making me think I, I'm going to check it. that. I'm going to check that next yeah. time. Next yeah. time over that. But uh, um, one quick side note, though, about these things. Right, Steve? Yes. Uh if you are shopping for one of these emergency buttons for your loved one, we obviously recommend them highly, but there is a company called Life Alert. Uh, they sound really good. I mean, my mother's actually, she had a Life Alert button, and they're actually pretty cool. They work on cell phone technology, which means she could take it as long as she brought this little brick with her. She could take it, put it in her purse, and leave the house, and it would still work, which is great. But when it came time for her to get ready to move into assisted living. We obviously said, well, we have to cancel this because she doesn't need it anymore. They continued billing us every three months for more than a year after we had canceled the service and sent back all the equipment. 
Uh, this also happened to my college roommate. I was just I was just gonna say your college roommate. She was a bridesmaid in our wedding. Yes. We love her. We love her love so her, much. But she's she's in the middle of she's caring. Been battling it. She has been too, and she's posted several times on Facebook like red alert. Do yep. not do, do not, not use life alert. Yes, don't use right, life alert. Right. And yep. I don't care if they come back and try to sponsor this podcast. I will continue to say that. Yeah. It's, well, it depends on how much they're willing to give us. Oh, I mean, if it's I a mean, lot, it's a lot. We might, you know rescind this yeah. i don't know yeah <laughs> we can be bought. then we'll unpublish the episode we can be bought hope y'all are listening I guess. to it now <laughs> yeah we we have some scruples but when it comes to like you know thousands and thousands of dollars we might you know right? consider deleting this portion so let's anyway. talk about the phone in your mom's room though yes so this is the next lesson yes we mentioned that we were calling her all the way there over and over and over. i was just hitting mm-hmm. redial redial mm-hmm. redial hoping she picked up so it was on the other side of the bed yes. in a rather tight spot um it was a really tight spot where this dresser was in between the bed and the dresser. And of course she couldn't crawl. She couldn't crawl over there regardless, I guess. But yeah, she did mention that after all of this, she did have, she had little bits and pieces of memory. Yeah. Little memories about it. And she said that she remembered that there was a Christmas tree lighting up on the other side of the room. Clearly, by the way, Christmas was a theme for what was going on in your mom's head because she was ready to write Christmas cards. And then she was talking about a Christmas tree lighting up. It was August or September. So it wasn't a Christmas tree, but it was actually, it was the phone ringing. It was the the lights on the phone. So what did we do after that? We did some reorganizing. We went through that entire, it was almost like, and again, I'm trying not to be uh, uh, insulting about this, but it was almost like baby-proofing a house, kind of, in a way. Yeah. So we had to go through every room and thought to ourselves, okay, if mom falls here, what can she do? Obviously, if she's got her button around her neck, she's good to go. But uh, the the phone, we clearly, the first thing we did was move the phone to the other side of the bed where she could have gotten, even if she couldn't reach it, she could have pulled on the cord and knocked it off the bedside table and then used it. Although I guess she could have fallen on the other side of the bed and then it, well, it's, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not, Stuff it's not out. perfect, but not I perfect. think the, the point of this particular lesson is that if your loved one is still living at home, look around and think about what they could do to get help if they needed. Steve, you just, I, I mean, really as like a light bulb. I'm thinking about my mom hanging her life alert or not her light. She doesn't have life. No, alert. no. Um, Thank her, goodness. <laughs> her medical emergency alert button, but, it's possible that it's hanging too high. If she so falls she and she can't get up, what's she going to do? Exactly. Now, it's on a really long cord. It is. But think about things like, is the phone up too high? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we, we all grew up with phones that kind of mounted on the wall. And my mother still had one that was mounted on the wall. Way too high to get to if she was on the floor. Way too high. That, that one in the kitchen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was the one in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So kitchen. think about all of it. Think about all of it. Think about your loved one if they are living independently. Think about all of the different rooms in their house. Mm-hmm. Do they have what they need if they have an emergency? Although, frankly, truly, they need they need something. They need the necklace. They yes. need the the wrist. It needs to be on their body something. at all it really, times. It, I mean, really I think do. you know after this incident, my mother was very good. If she was in bed the button was next to her on the bedside table. Yep. If she, at that point, so she she went from using a cane. We mentioned, by the way, she lost some mobility. She lost some strength. She went from a cane to using a rollator. I think we all know what those things are. The, the walkers with wheels. But she, what she would do is if she was, for instance, I, you know, if she sat down, she would just hang it on the 
uh, on the handle of the rollator sometimes. So it was still within arm's reach. And by the way, once both of our moms understood the value of having these on their person, they've each had to use them yes, a, they have. A, a couple of times, a true. couple of times each. My, I know my mom has had to use it a couple of times. Um, your mom, while we were on vacation, vacation. yes, <laughs> while or, we were, for our anniversary. For our anniversary. Yeah, it's I don't like, remember what year well, it was. This, this incident, an, this incident happened about a year before the one that led to her going into the hospital, which led to yeah. her going to the rehab, which led to her yeah. going to sniff, which led to her to go into assisted living. Yeah. It was all SNF, about a year apart. Skilled nursing facility. Skilled yes. Nursing we, facility. we had someone mention that they were to us personally that we they were not sure what a sniff was. Skilled nursing facility. Facility. Yeah, if we did not define that, sorry about that. So that's a sniff. It's yeah. a it's a acronym. It is kind of. Is it? Yes, it is. It's S N F. Skilled nursing facility. Sniff. No, it's not. Yes, that's nurse-ing. how it works. Nursing. There's an I in there. <laughs> okay. That's how it works. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go with that, Steve. Anywho. It's not an acronym because if you told me C S G or CGS Gen was X not, style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. People, okay. we digress. We digress. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So Where are also we? <laughs> we you need to make sure that someone who is trusted yeah. and trustworthy. And we don't mean that in a mean way. No, we don't, but has a key to your loved one's home. Uh and more importantly, really, that Just, they remember where the keys are. They've got to remember where it so is. So here's the thing. We mentioned this we keep calling back to things in this this episode. This friend of my mother's who called us initially and said, "I'm a little worried. Do you need to get over here?" Blah blah blah. She actually had a key to my mother's house. My mother had given her a key. She forgot. Yeah. Also, she knew the lo- sec- super secret location of my mother's hidden key. In theory, she did because well, as it turns told. out, I know, but clearly she didn't remember That's the point. it. She was told. But forgot. Yeah. It was frustrating. So, very, very frustrating. Because, so, by the way, when we went to look for it, it was exactly it was right there. It was exactly right where, it was where my mother to told yeah. us it was. Yes. So, but what did we learn from this? This is a really good tip. We learned that, at least in our area, but check in your area, you can register the location of a hidden key with the fire department, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's amazing. And this came in handy. So, when my mother. Uh, a year after this incident, when we were on vacation and she had to press her button, she had registered the location. They got into her apartment, not once, but twice. Twice, because, right, she, she went she down had once. to use her button twice that yeah. night, all in and one they, night. And they got in. They, and so this avoids them having to break a window or bust down the door, which nobody really wants to have to deal yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. So, By the way, another thing we learned, which was interesting, so we got two calls that night. Your mom had slipped. She couldn't get back up. She pushed the button. EMTs came. This was a year after the incident. Yes. Yes. She slipped again that night. Couldn't get back up. Pushed the button. EMTs came to get her back up. When the EMTs called the second time, the one thing they did say to us was, if we get called a third time, we will have to take her to the hospital. There's no choice. Yeah. They they, they said, we're not coming here a third time without doing something. Exactly. Without doing something. So another lesson, I mean, there's so many lessons from this. Uh, We have mentioned it before. We will mention it over and over and over again because it's so important. If your loved one, usually- Especially your mom. Especially an older woman. Or grandmother or- Especially an older woman. 
Also men to a lesser extent, but if they are having problems with memory or speech patterns, all of the sudden, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, get them tested for a UTI, urinary tract infection. It it hap- It's happened to my mother clearly. More than once. More than now. once. I, yeah, now we, yeah. Now you know, actually, because you've had a couple of times where you've been visiting her. Yeah. And it's, she has seemed a little off. Mm-hmm. And you've mm-hmm, known almost, mm-hmm. right? You've yep. known almost right away. Like, yep. oh, I bet that's what it's this true. is. It's true. So it's true. It'll uh, save you a lot of heartache. Because if that is what it is, it could be treated with an antibiotic. Yeah, it's, and it's really, nothing I, super I think life-threatening. I, I looked it up today to make sure medically I was correct with this. But it, it said, you know, when you've got a, a, a you know moderate to severe UTI, usually within 24 hours of fluids and antibiotics, they start to get back to normal. And it really is. It's it's amazing. It's like somebody opens a window and then boom, yeah. they're just back. Yep. So another lesson. I mean, again, so many lessons. Yes. We established uh, that we, I call it a proof of life call. And Jennifer, you do this anyway with your mother. You call her every single day. Well, my brother, yeah, my my one brother who who is here locally and I um, <clears throat> are in contact with my mom every day, multiple times a day. Um, I usually call my mom on my way to work, mm-hmm. on my way home from work. Usually before me. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Well, things, yeah, the whole world has changed now with the way when I'm going into the office or not in the office mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. But yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually with my mom, what we established for both my brother and I, um, and it's it's been really helpful that my mom knows how to text. We're going to have a whole episode oh. about technology. We oh, talked yeah. about this it's, earlier. We're going to have a lot whole, of fun with that one. We are going to have, but she does know how to text. And so I know in the morning, one of the first things I do is I check my phone and I make sure I have a text from my mom. My mom gets up really early. So there's always going to be, she, I mean, like I really, God, really early. barely sleeps. She barely sleeps. Yeah. So I, I usually have a text from her that just says, everything's okay. Love you. Talk to you later. Um, and it's been, it's been awesome. And if I don't have a text from her by a certain time, I know that I should That's start to worry. To I'm also very fortunate, as we've talked about before, I'm the unicorn because I've got my brother who is also getting proof of life text. And I also know that if he hasn't received one from her, like he would reach out to me and say, hey, have you heard from mom? And, we've got a whole triangle thing going on. And I got to tell you, your mother, this is one of the sweet things about Goggy. She obviously she checks. She texts Jennifer and her brother, but she also has a whole list of people that she texts good night oh, every yeah. night. Including some of my coworkers, yeah, who people she's who she's never, never met. actually met. But it's very sweet. and she does it with me every single night. She'll text me and my coworkers who she's never met, but who get messages from her yeah. tell me all the time how much oh, they love it. That it's, 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 awesome. it's a bright spot in their lives. Yeah. So the the proof of life call is important. I set it up where I would call my mother every morning at I believe it was ten a.m. o'clock, yeah, something like that. And uh, I I told her, look, I will call you at ten a.m. every single day, and if you do not answer the phone, I will, you know, I will try again. If you don't answer the phone, then I'll try again. If you don't answer the phone, then I'm getting in my car and driving to your and house. we've had a couple of times. It happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think there was one time her phone was out and we just didn't know it. Uh, but, you know, it's either I'm going to get in the car or I'm going to call one of your neighbors and somebody's going to check on you. But it's important. It, it has helped to avoid some problems like this. Yeah, it's a simple it's a simple thing to put in place, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a text, whatever, whatever it is. But we highly recommend it because it does help 
with peace of mind for sure. And, and so speaking of the sandwich, by the way, I mean, I think a lot of people do the proof of life text with their kids at college. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, we, so we have a family chat that goes pretty much date. Well, it daily. does not pretty much yeah. daily. Somebody's texting on that chat. Yeah. Someone texts. Sometimes it's whatever. It's sometimes it's just cat pictures, cat but, pictures, and, yeah. and here's what we do. Shh, don't tell our kids. If we've not heard from either of them for a good portion of the day, all we have to do is drop a cat picture in there and they will both start responding <laughs> because true. because they miss their pets. It's so, true. It's um, true. But the kicker of all of this with this, the larger story, Steve's mom on the floor. We didn't know it for days. This is not, not even the first time it has happened in your family. Not, not not directly related to you, but well, not, no, it's not. Well, I mean, she was related to me. I mean, this is... No, no, oh, sorry. That's not what I meant. I just meant you didn't have to deal with it. No, no, no. I no, no. It's, start, it's a, like a legend story. Family in lore. Your, yes. 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 So my great aunt Mary, uh, who lived in Pennsylvania in... This was in the 1980s, I believe. She fell off of her bed. So her bed was pushed kind of against the wall. She fell off of her bed on the wall side. And she got wedged in between the bed and the wall and could not get out of there for two days until a family member stopped by. Uh, I believe it was a sister or something. And she gets a pass, though. Okay, so she's on the wrong side of the bed. She can't reach the corded phone. Right. I've fallen and I can't get up. This was not. literally, uh, you know, oh, she you had said fall. in the 1980s. This was in the 1980s. I've, you said that. But I'm saying I've, well, I've fallen the, and I can't get up was a thing. I, maybe she it just was. didn't have one. She didn't have one. But yeah. I mean, they were not very common. Neither were cordless phones or cell phones or any of this stuff. So she gets a little bit of a pass. But you would think, you would think a cautionary tale like this only has to be told once, right? Yeah. But no, no, this happened twice in my family. Yes, now. but even though it was family lore, I guess we didn't fully, we didn't fully absorb it. And Man. listen, this is part of why we're having this conversation with all of you guys out there because we've learned some things the hard way. If you hear any of what we're talking about and it somehow helps you to think through something before it happens, mm -hmm. then we have done our job. Yes. Just please, you know, learn the lessons that we've tried to yes. teach in this one because they're so important. And it's, this is such a horrible story. I it mean, was. the whole thing was just awful. It was. It was terrible. Finish. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening to our story today and our lessons and everything else. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you have a question, a comment, sponsorship, give us money, whatever. Uh, it won't be life alert, by the way. We, but, yeah, yeah. Well, probably not. <laughs> um, you can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. And I should point out, we record these episodes far in advance. And this one actually is being kind of inserted in. And I, I'm mentioning that because it's occurred to me that this voicemail number I keep giving out, you can also text that number. And I'll, we'll get it. So if you prefer to text and not email or leave a voicemail, you can also use this number. So voicemail, text, whatever. Uh, I will say in the next few episodes, you're not going to hear me mention this because, again, this one's out of order. But anyway, the number is 804-723-1221. 804-723-1221. That number will be in the show notes, so don't worry about writing it down. You can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is at GenXCaregiving. We hope to hear from you at those different ways of contacting us, and we hope you have a great night. Good night, everyone. Good night.